Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you've been a Christian at any time, you should know this verse or have it memorized. If you're, if you're not, at least have a reference to it and know where it's at. Because you're going to need this in your Christian life. I promise you. Yes. In Galatians 2.20... <clears throat> Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, God, he writes Galatians 2.20, he says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. That's the phrase I want us to look at this, this afternoon. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, and gave Himself for me. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for the Word this morning. We just ask You, Lord God, to touch our hearts. We thank You, Father, that You are in the midst of our, us this morning, to this afternoon, and that You uh, just move, God, like no other, Father. We thank You, Lord. Let the words of my mouth and let the meditation of our heart truly be acceptable. We thank You and praise You and give You glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Galatians 2.20. In this passage here, it's Paul's writing under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. and uh, Paul's just given us a reminder of his new life in Christ. Okay, he, uh, Christ is living in him, he says. Now many of y'all know the history behind Paul, or y'all should. Paul was a Christ rejecter. Sure. Amen? And he was instrumental in having people murdered. Those that confess the Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus, something happened to Paul. Jesus confronted him on the road to Damascus and blinded him with his glory, and he was gloriously saved. Something was transformed. Something happened to Paul. Amen. And now here he is writing on the inspiration of God. He writes uh, Galatians 2.20 and other passages, but what I want us to look at is the pa- three times in the Bible he makes a statement three times in a verse in the whole Bible in the New Testament, uh, which by the way, Paul wrote most of the New Testament. I mean, I mean, to me, Paul is one of the best or most best Christian that we could uh, you know have an example Amen. in this church age to, that we ought to live by you know he's a good example for us I think he's the best Christian that ever lived and so the, the other people would probably agree with that amen but three times in the in the New Testament in his writings he makes a statement in a verse and he makes this statement here in Galatians he says yet not I 
And each time that he makes that statement, it's always in the context of, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm able to do, but it's not me. Amen? So what Paul, and one of the things I've learned is, is one of the greatest truths that I've ever learned since I've been in the ministry, I cannot live the Christian life. You're going, what? 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 Yeah. I cannot live the Christian life. I have to have Christ that lives in me to work in me and through me to live that life. Because, I mean, I tell you, it's liberating to know that I'm worth nothing. Really, if you think about it. It's liberating to know that I can't live the Christian life. Because you have to let Christ live it in you. And pretty much we stink. We ain't worth the gunpowder to blow us up. And we, you know, uh, we're worthless as, as whatever, you know. I know for me, I was a liver lunkhead, unmilligated. And I tell you what, it's liberating to know pretty much that I stink. Now, I know it goes against all the self-esteem lessons that we hear today. <laughs> From all the, the motivational pre, uh, motivate, oh, I'm sorry, motivational speakers, not preachers, like Joe Olstein and his friends. But it's still King James. We stink. That's right. We pretty much stink. Amen. So here in Galatia 2.20, Paul makes some uh, statement. He makes a statement in response to his living. Okay, He says in this statement, he says, I am crucified with Christ. He says, nevertheless, I live. I live. So I live, yet not I. I'm living, but it's not me living. It's Christ that lives within me. And and so he says, uh, and the life which I now live, he's living in the flesh. Amen? So there's two ways that Paul's telling us here. He's talking about his his position. Well, he's living in my position. I'm I'm seated in the heavenlies with God. When you uh, get born again, God comes in, He moves in, and He takes residence in our hearts, and something happens to us. I'm telling you, there's a change. And He moves in in our position... Is right. We are now living in Him. That's what Paul's saying. My position is right. I live the life which I now live. I, yet not I. I'm not living it. But my position is it. But he says, Christ liveth in me. Now, but now his position, the life which I now live, I'm living in the flesh. Okay? <laughs> I'm living in the flesh and I live by the faith of the Son of God. Amen? I live by the faith of the Son of God. So God saves us. He transforms us. He reaches down there. And he gra- and there's nothing good about us that He, you know, I don't know, a stupid song I heard, He says, I found something good enough in me. He reached down and said, there wasn't good enough about you. Amen. We are wicked. We are all wicked. As you know what? <laughs> we wicked. And God, thank God that God moves in our hearts and He changes us and now we're saved. First, uh, John 1.12 says, But as many as received Him, to them, to them He gave the power to become the sons of God. Now we're into the family of God. That's our position. And now what? Now we have to practice that out in the flesh, of course. And we start living. And that's what Paul's talking about. Now the life that I now live, I live in the flesh by the faith of the Son of God. I'm living in here. So this is it. Paul said, I'm living, but it's not me living. Amen. 
And that's why I want to really touch my heart about this message because this is like this message really is like a should be a reminder and a reproof. A reminder that we are nothing without Christ. Amen. Everything that we've done through us that mattered at all is only because of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And a reproof that if you think you are something, you ain't nothing. Amen. Amen. That sometimes people walk around and they think they're something, but they ain't nothing. Oh, I've done this and I've done that. Yeah, but you can't do it without the Lord. Because it's the Lord that works in you and through you, walking around thinking you're something. You know, people do that. You may pray more, you may give out tracts, and you may, you know, do whatever, do whatever, but you can't do it without the Lord Jesus. And I've said this before, if you ever see Joe Mathis doing anything good, well, it's not me, it's Christ that liveth in me. And if you see Joe Mathis doing anything bad, well, that's just old Joe Mathis. And that's what we live in. And so we're living. And what gets me about this, when I saw this, he, he come in, he said, I'm living, yet not I. I thought about, even for my life, I, I lived in a residential area, and it was called Waterview Circle, out, on, in the, out of the country. And I remember as a boy that God uh, really wasn't moving in my family at all. I mean, nothing. But the, all the boys and all the cousins and people around me, you know, it seemed like they got to go to church and they got to do things. As a matter of fact, I remember them going to summer camp at church. They all got to go, but I couldn't go. My mom and dad said they didn't have the money. And never got to go. They would all tell me about how exciting it was and everything. But here I was on Waterview Circle. And if I was God, I'm not God, but if I was God and I was looking for somebody to preach or be in the ministry, I would be looking at my cousins, my friends, you know, guys that are going to church. But no, God chose me. Out of the last person that I thought God would choose, God chose me. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. And it's just, it's mind-blowing to me about that. And I thank God for that. Amen. So God, I mean, he really, honestly, He picked the sorriest boy in the neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was the sorriest, low-life, unknown-getting lunkhead in the whole neighborhood. And He chose me. Oh, you? Seriously. And, and so... I would think that all the people that God could have had an encounter with, God had an encounter with me. Amen. It was just such a blessing to me to just realize that. But when, but when we're living, we're living in this life. It's only Christ that liveth in us, and Paul's saying that. Amen. So we're just going to kind of look at these three little statements where, where Paul says this, and this is the first one here. Well, not the first one, but we're not going to do it chronological order. We're just going to look at the three places. So he says it here, and he's responding to his living. So, Christ, it's, He's the visible part of the invisible Christ. Amen? <laughs> so, He's living within us. And thank God for that. The second part is in 1 Corinthians, the second uh, verse, First Corinthians 15. I want us to look at that. 1 Corinthians 15. By the way, if you don't have any misunderstandings about what I'm saying this afternoon, read 1 Corinthians, first part of 1 Corinthians. Amen. That'll tell you that everything I just said is biblical. Because God takes the foolish things to confound the wise. He takes the weak things. That's 1 Corinthians 1. But we're going to look at verse 15, uh, chapter 15. Amen. 
And you know why? You know why God saves a person like me? Really, I thought about this. You know, I would think God would God. I would think God would pick a pretty smart fella. You know, he'd say, "Okay, you got a smart guy here. He's gone to church all his life. Pick a fella that's been all in his church all his life, and pick a fella that has a good background and all that." You know why God does that with 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 people like me? Yeah, me. Amen. Exactly. Have you noticed that most preachers are kind of, uh, you know, kind of low life, kind of, you know, and we don't really have much to offer society and just kind of weak, you know? You know why God does that? So that way he, he, he gets the glory. He turns around and says, Oh, I know Joe Mathis. I know how you used to be. And God gets the glory for that. Amen? They know how you used to be. And all of a sudden, Boy, Oh, yeah, there's got to be a God. Say that guy. You know what I'm saying? That's why God does that stuff. Well, he does that. But in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10 is, is the passage. Now, actually, verse 9. Look at verse 9. Paul says, I love this, For I am the least of the apostles, that I am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. I'm not worthy to be called an apostle. <laughs> he said, but verse 10, he says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. If you're in Christ this afternoon, it's only by the grace of God. You are what you are. Amen. He says, By the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. He said this, But I labored more abundantly than they all. Here we go. This is for the phrase, Yet not I. Now, you would read that part, you would start right there and say, Well, that's a boastful fella. I labor more than anybody. Yet not keep reading. He says, but the grace of God which was with me. He's not boasting. He's stating a fact that everything that I do is only because of the grace of God. It's not me doing it. So he was referring to his living in in Galatians 2.20. Now he's referring to his labor and his service that he does. He says, everything that I do is only by the grace of God. Amen. Oh yeah. You know what enables uh, people to preach? It's the grace of God. Amen. We're saved by grace. We live by grace. And one day I'm going to die by grace. It's only by the grace of God. And serving God is unnatural to man. Serving man is natural to man. Serving self. That's what's natural to man. But serving God is not natural to man. So therefore it has to come by the grace of God to serve. And Paul said, I'm not worthy. I mean, Paul got down to business in verse 9. He got down to business. He said, if anybody was not worthy to be called an apostle, boy, it was me. Because I was murdering folks. And I was doing this stuff. God broke my back on the Damascus Road. <laughs> and He broke me down, tore me up, blinded me with His glory. And I was marvelously changed by grace. Amen? I'm telling you, God's grace is what got, got me saved. Yes, sir, and it's only by God's grace that you can now serve. Because we're supposed to be serving now. Yes, Amen? I know people say, they say, well, I got this talent, I got this talent. Yeah, but you only got it because of the grace of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. What are you using it for now? Are you using it to serve God or serve self? And we talked this morning about being friendship with the world is enmity with God. You're an enemy of God if you're serving your, the world and the world serving self. But it doesn't matter what anybody else says. It only matter what God says in the end. Amen? You serve for God, 
And, and what gets me, I've even had people tell me, they say, well, don't tell such and so, but I did such and so. I know a pastor deals with this. <laughs> don't tell anybody, pastor, but I went over there working in their house for three hours. I don't want to get the glory, pastor, but uh, I gave them some money. I don't want nobody to know, pastor, but I, I, I fixed them a meal over there. I mean, come on. If you didn't want to get the glory, then why are you telling somebody? Seriously. It doesn't really matter in the end. As long as God gets the glory, that's all that matters. Amen. When the smoke clears and the dust settles, that's all that's going to matter is if you did it for the Lord. Praise you don't have to let anybody know that you've seen Him. I have people do that with me all the time. I gave them this. I gave them this. Well, that's good, you know. And sometimes I don't say anything, but come on, man. You're so puffed up that you get as big a pen in you, you pop like a balloon. Saying stuff like that. Come on. Seriously. Amen. You can't serve the Lord without God, the grace of God living within you. Amen. And Paul's saying that. He said, I've, he said, I've labored more than abundantly than anyone. I've done more work than anybody else. But it wasn't me doing it. <laughs> it wasn't me doing it. And you know what? Here's something else too. I just thought about this. I don't know how this IQ stuff goes or anything, but you know people say, oh, you're born with your IQ. I truly believe this with all my heart. I do. I really believe this. I believe that after God saved me, that my intelligence... Yes, sir. I'm serious. It's almost like God gave me an intellect I didn't have. I'm serious. He did. He'd done something in my mind. I can't explain it. I just know that... I mean, just... Like that, something happened. I know some of y'all think I'm still dumb as a box of rocks, but God gave me an intelligence that I never had before. And I truly believe God did that with me. I'm serious. When God changed me, I'm not kidding. Something happened to me. I could memorize stuff like that and just do this and do that, you know. And I know it wasn't me. I said, it had to be God. I don't know. I don't know. You guys should have seen my grades when I was in school. I got a bachelor's degree now. <laughs> That's only by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. So we cannot take the credit for what's not ours. If we do anything for God, we gotta have God's gotta be the one that gets the credit. That's why just today somebody said, Well, I thank God, they thank the Lord for what you did. Bounce off of me, thank you, Jesus. That's right, thank the Lord. Bounce off of me, thank you, Jesus. It's all because of him. You know, you hear people all the time, oh, I did this or I did this. It's almost like God behind them and tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, uh, you know what I mean? When he gave you all that, Jesus, I mean, I gave you all that. You're boasting around thinking you're something. You ain't nothing. I, mean, I hear people all the time, I'm going to tell God when I get up there, he'll thump your head off. What are you talking about going to tell God something? Yeah. Seriously. We are nothing without God. Amen. Amen? That's the second place we're using it. So he's talking about his living, his labor, his service. And now the third place where Paul uses it in 1 Corinthians also. It's 1 Corinthians 7, chapter 7. Now in 1 Corinthians 7, he uses this the third time, this phrase, yet not I. Now I don't want to look about what he's talking about here. He's talking about marriage in the context of this. He's talking about marriage, divorce, and remarriage. But in, in this verse, verse 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, I want to look how he uses his statement, how he's using it, okay? He says, 
In verse 10, And to the married I command, watch this, Yet not I, he says, but the Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband. That's what he said. So what is he saying here? He said, well, I'm I'm going to tell you something, but it's not me. It's the Lord. Amen? So he's responding to his speaking now. So anytime that we give somebody counsel, guidance, instruction, it's got to be from the Lord. Amen. Amen? It is. That's why we always pray before you talk to somebody about some kind of issue or anything that might happen. Lord, give me the wisdom. God says if anybody likes wisdom, ask of God who gives to him abundantly. And I thank God for that because we need that wisdom, the skill to live life according to God's will. Amen. We need wisdom. And we have to have wisdom. And some, some people, I know, I realize some people have wisdom. I, I get that. But there's some wisdom that only comes from the Lord. There's some wisdom that only comes from the Lord. Because I hear people all the time, well, I wrote into Ann Landers and she gave me wisdom. I wrote Dr. Phil, he gave me wisdom. Well, what about the wisdom of God? Amen. Amen. That's true wisdom. That's the wisdom that we need, the wisdom of God. And anytime that we serve somebody in that area when we're speaking to somebody, we need to have... The speaking and the guidance and the instruction from the Lord. Amen? Because we can go all day long. That's what's killing Baptist churches, by the way. Opinions. Well, my opinion is such and such, such and such. What does the Word of God say? You've got churches now that make these bylaws. They do all this bylaw stuff. Well, you could take your bylaws and throw them in the trash. I want to see the King James Bible. Amen? I don't know about y'all. And you hear people all the time, well, that's Old Testament. We don't, I don't even go to that. You know, we, that's your opinion. What, is, what does God say about sodomite? Amen. What does God say about murdering your baby? Amen. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Fetus. Fetus. Yeah, fetus. I, have you ever heard, you know, say, oh, that's a fetus. Have you ever heard a woman having a baby say, oh, I'm having a fetus? <laughs> no. She's having a baby. Exactly. <laughs> Well, it's just a fetus. Okay. We need to get right. We need to get back in this King James Bible, I'm telling you. And we need to start getting the wisdom from the God. And we need to find out what God says about uh, running our church. What does God say about running our families? What does God say about how we live in society? What does God say about this or about that? what matters. Because when the smoke settles, everything clears out. It don't matter what you say or anybody else says. It only doesn't matter what God says. Amen. You can tell God all you want if you want to, but you're, you'll be wrong if you think you're going to tell Him something. Because what matters is what God says about it. That's all that matters. And that's why Paul makes a statement. He says, I'm going to tell you something. I'm commanding you, but it's yet not I. It's not me commanding you. It's it's the Lord. Anything that I tell you, it's the Lord. Amen? Anything that I say to you, it's the Lord. It's the Lord speaking through me and in me. Amen? So I just want to give you all encouragement today as a reminder that it's the Lord that works in us and through us. Okay? Uh, you you can go out there, give tracts all day, witness to people, and say, oh, I witnessed to such and such, gave this tract out, gave them money, did all this. Okay, that's fine, that's good. Don't you get puffed up. Don't get puffed up. Because it's the Lord that did that. 
through you, in you, and through you. He even gives you a desire to do that. Amen? Amen. Gives you a desire to do that. And all the time you got people get offended. Oh, well, uh, they didn't put my name in the, in the little uh, pamphlet down there. They didn't put mark my name down there. What's the name? Didn't talk to me at church. I mean, well, they don't talk to you at Walmart either. You don't say nothing to them about Walmart. Well, I didn't come to church because somebody stole my parking spot. We do it all the time at Walmart. How many times have been to Walmart? You zip in there in front of you and get the parking spot. You still go to Walmart the next day. Good preaching, bro. That's right. Amen. You got you go to Walmart. Some kid hits you to the buggy. Oh, 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 it's okay, kid. It's okay. You go to church. Oh, they can't control them kids. I'm not coming back. <laughs> you give Walmart another chance. You go back to Walmart the next day, and you can't even go to church. Amen, brother. Excuses, excuses. Those are all opinions, right there. Yes. All of him. What does God say about it? Thou shalt not forsake the assembly of ourselves together as a matter of some is. What? If you love God, you'll love God's people. Try it. I'm just saying. That's what God says about it. So really, this, this afternoon, how, how many of you really want to live for Him? Yeah. Really want, you want to live for Him? Then you need to reckon yourself dead. Galatians 2.20. Right. I need to reckon myself dead. But I'm not living. I'm walking around, but I'm not living as Christ lived in me. Right. Amen? Right. How many of you want to do great service for the Lord? Yeah. You want to be used for God? You want to be used for Him? Then you need to let the Lord do it through you. Because I tell you what, you try to muster it up and try to do it your own self, you'll get tired out, wore out, and you're going to fall out. And that's what people say all the time. Well, I did this, I did that. Go ahead and do it. But you're doing it on your own strength. You're going to muster it up. God didn't say, God didn't, you can't do anything to come to the Lord. Okay? You can't muster it up and try to build it up. It's only by faith through grace. Exclusively, only in Christ. Exclusively. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And how many of you want to do, give, want to give the right counsel and the right word to somebody? Amen? Amen? Well, your counsel and guidance and all your instructions has to come from the Lord. If it ain't from the Lord, really, you need to just keep your mouth shut. People don't want opinions. They want what God says. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Somebody got to say, well, this is... Oh, whoa. God said this. <laughs> they'll be, sometimes they'll be so mad. I'm telling you. And that's when people walk out. People won't even walk out of the church. Oh, who are you to tell me what other... Okay. Who, who are you to tell me that I'm everything God made me to be. I'm going to be used by Him. And we're never going to let this happen. We're never, I, I mean, as far as I'm, I'm concerned, we're never going to let this happen here. We're not going to... We're not going to let what your opinions and your circumstances That's and right. your your whatever you think dictate what I preach. Amen. 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 It's not going to dictate what I preach. I'm going to say, "Thus saith the Lord," and I'm going Amen. from the King James. Amen. Throw them bylaws in the trash. Some people that create them bylaws, they ain't, they hardly know three scriptures anyway. That's right. Much less know John three sixteen, and they try to tell you how to run the church. Right. <laughs> Stick with King James, amen? Yeah. What does God say about it? Let's look at it. Let's, let's find out what God says about it. And let's see what He says about it. Amen. Because what He says about it is going to be right and true Hallelujah. and accurate. 
Amen? Amen. I just wanted to give you all an encouragement for that. Amen? Anybody who don't know the Lord Jesus? That's right. Woo! Today's the day. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You have a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. Amen? It's Jesus. Amen. It's Jesus. And it's all because of Him. And I think about that when I thought about that earlier. It's all because of Him. If I've done anything in my life that even mattered at all, it's only because of Him working in me and through me. Really. It's only Him because He's working in me and through me. I don't want credit for anything. I don't want credit for nothing. I don't care. I don't care if, if, if man doesn't recognize me. It doesn't matter. I, don't, I mean, I get people's feelings when they get hurt. No, they didn't recognize me. Pastor didn't say nothing about me. About the, okay, I get that. But would you look at it this way? All that matters in the end is what God says about it. Amen. If, you're gonna, if you're doing it for the Lord, that's all that matters. It's all that matters what God says about it. It don't matter if anybody else knows about it. It doesn't matter. And if you don't believe me, that just shows you how deceived you are. Because it only matters what God thinks about anything. I don't care if anybody doesn't know about it. It's God that knows. God knows. I can go to sleep at night knowing that my God knows. Amen. Amen. And to me, that's liberating. Yes, sir. That's liberating because I'm serving Him. I'm not serving me. Serving Him. That's right. And that's liberating. I'm seriously, it's liberating to know my God knows. It is liberating. And I thank God for that. Amen. Amen. So. Spirit of the Lord, there is liberty, right? There is liberty, amen. Rejoice in the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All the way, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord.